Why do you confuse the issue? Why do you talk without knowing what you're talking about? Pull yourself together, Job. Up on your feet, stand tall. I have some questions for you and I want some straight answers. Where were you when I created the earth? Tell me, since you know so much. Who decided on its size? Certainly you'll know that. Who came up with the blueprints and its measurements? How was its foundation poured and who set the cornerstone? While the morning stars sang in chorus and all the angels shouted in praise. And who took charge of the ocean when it gushed forth like a baby from the womb? That was me. I wrapped it in soft clouds and tucked it away safely at night. Then I made a playpen for it, a strong playpen, so it couldn't run loose, and said, stay here. This is your place. Your wild tantrums are confined to this place. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Rainy Days with Tabs. I am your host, Tabitha, and it's such a pleasure to have you here today. On today's episode, I will be talking about how to cope, practical steps for coping with daily struggles. First of all, I have to give a real big, huge shout out and thank you to my little cousin, Elishima. Um, He is the one who recorded that voiceover of God's response to Job. I Granted, I could have easily done it, but <laughs> um, my creative side was like, oh, it'd be nice to have a male voice. And I wanted to ask someone that I knew I could count on and I knew it would be um, a new experience for him. And, you know, we had several takes. I ain't gonna lie. We had several takes, but he did the best that he could. And I'm so, 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 so grateful. So shout out to you, Alishama. And going forward with that, I really wanted to include God's response to Job because last week, I, not last week, but the last episode, I was Job. I felt like my world was falling apart and that everything that I worked so hard to like put together and like build up from what felt like zero was just falling again. And I don't really want to get into context primarily because, you know, as open and as raw as I am with you guys about a lot of things, I do have to keep some things for myself. Um, It helps preserve my sanity and it just helps me to be authentic to myself. I am a private person. I like to keep certain aspects of my life private and the situation is definitely one of them. But I was basically having a Job moment and you guys heard that. You heard, you know, the frustration in my voice. You heard the times when I choked up and I would have to say a majority of that episode was me crying. I was literally holding it together because I'm like, I cannot just sit here and cry this whole episode. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? <laughs> um, But it was really nice to like read God's response because... When you're in a moment where you're very frustrated with God, all you know is your frustration. And I don't know about anybody else, but when God has not done something the way I thought it was going to work out, or if I asked him for something and he didn't answer the way I thought he would, or he didn't, for me, answer at all. At this point, I'm in my mind. I'm in my zone. You betrayed me. I trusted you. You should have answered me. How could you do this to me? And I'm sure that's how Job felt. In the situation that I was in, I was questioning God because I was like, Lord, I had been praying to you about this consistently. I bought this to you every chance I got. Why is this happening? Help me understand what did I do? And clearly, you know, I'm getting emotional now because I still feel the same way. Um, My response, however, to God is different. 
me feeling how I feel right now doesn't negate the fact that God is still good. Um, and he's still sovereign and he's still all knowing and I will never know why things happen the way they happen in my life, but it does not stop me from being frustrated about it. I have to be honest. I think about, um, Lazarus when Lazarus died and Jesus knew he was going to die. Right. But he takes three days to go see Lazarus. Lazarus is in the tomb for three days. So Mary and Martha, Lazarus sisters, I think it was Martha. Yes, it was Martha. When Jesus arrived, she was like, where were you? Like, I've been called out for you. Like, why didn't you show up? And I don't recall if in the word of God, um, Jesus gives a response, but I do know that he cried with them. He mourned with them. And, you know, Martha was there with Jesus. Like, she done seen the miracles. At some point in time, like, during her frustration, she could have been like, you know, why am I talking to my Lord and Savior like this? Like, I'm really wilding. But let's be honest. When things are not going our way, when we're frustrated about things, there's no hiding that. And even if I were to say, let me say things a different way, God still knows my heart and he knows I'm angry. He knows that the way things have occurred, I am not happy about it. And I would like for him to do things differently, although it's not up to me, right? (laughs) But I don't ever want to shy away from expressing my emotion to God, specifically because I have a relationship with him. Um, When you don't have a close relationship with people, they don't see certain sides of you. Um, But with God, I... I make it, I am intentful about showing him all of my sides. You know, I mean, not that he has, not that I have to make an intent, he sees it, but I definitely don't want to hide my moments of anger because he sees it, he recognizes it. And I'm like, here it is. This is why I'm upset. Irregardless of the fact, I have my moment on my last episode, just kind of spewing my anger and my frustration. And you guys got, you know, a piece of that, but that continued to tell you that, you know, my anger and frustration stayed at that verse and within the the context of that episode is not true. I even went further during my own private time, during just my time of just sitting down. I really like to talk to God throughout the day. And just during my private time, I I went in and I was, I mean, when I say I went, I went in, (laughs) I said things that for sure I regretted and I took back. Um, But one of the things, you know, just to offer that vulnerability that I shared with God, I was like, Lord, I'm tired of crying about the same God darn thing. I'm tired of it. Give me something else new to cry about. Like, I'm tired of crying about this. This cannot be what I cry about for the rest of my life. And I mean, it's interesting because I said that to God, I think like on a Tuesday and from that Tuesday going forward, God basically responded to me and he responded to me how he responded to Job. And it's interesting because when we talk to God, we want that audible response. But for me, God knew audible is not what she needs. I need her to experience this. I need her to see this visually. And I even need her to have her own personal experience with it. So Remember, I told, I just said that I told God I wanted to cry about something new. I'm tired of crying about the same thing. And I still feel the same way a little bit, right? Because God during the week showed me the many different things I could be crying about that I'm not crying about. And I'm like, 
Oh, okay. I am so sorry. So, you know, amongst the many, many things, I feel like the most recent thing that God showed me was basically occurred when I went to my dermatology appointment. So I booked an appointment to see a derm dermatologist because I have eczema. I don't know if anybody, I'm sure most people know what eczema is, but there's scaly patches on your skin. Um, Basically, it's inflammation caused by itching. And I mean, I'm telling you, if you've had eczema, you know that when you itch that spot, oh, Lord have mercy. It's the, oh, it's such a great feeling. But then you regret it right afterwards because you're like, my, this is not going to improve the condition of my skin. <laughs> it's kind of like, I mean, I guess I could call it like a, like a fix, like to itch is like a fix. And then when you're done, you're like, shoot, I should have never itched that. So that's basically what I've been going through. It's been a couple months where I've had a flare up and now I have them behind my knees, on my arm. Um, I even saw like a flare up trying to pass up like underneath my eye. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I was like, you know what? Let me just go to the dermatologist. It's been really hard for me to transition like my providers from Tampa back home to Miami. It's, I think for me, just a realization like, I really live here. Like, dang, I got to change my, my, pri- I have to change my professionals as well. Like I have to change my medical professionals. Like this sucks. But anyways, so I book a derm appointment, first derm appointment. The office is nice. Provider seems nice. Very, very talkative. She goes ahead and conducts my head-to-toe assessment. And she tells me, go ahead and take off your mask. So I take off my mask. And she's like, okay, um, I noticed that you have some hair on your chin. She noticed I had some hair on my chinny-chin-chin. And that was like, oh, God, you see it. So basically, I would explain, I guess I could describe it as hertuism. Hertuism is a large amount of hair growth in unfamiliar places. Not unfamiliar, but just like places that hair shouldn't really be growing in such um, a large capacity, specifically for a female. Um, So I do have a couple, you know, I have, you know, got a little beard. I make a little joke about it with my guy friends because I'm like, you know... I'm more of a man than you, you know, when they don't have really like a lot of hair. I like to joke about it. But if anything, I think I just try to make light of a very serious situation because I'm like, there should not be hair here. And I know like my mom has a couple like specs, but like I feel like my hair is like coming in. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I've been plucking it. but I'm like, no, I'm just gonna change to waxing it. And that'll probably be like easier for me. Anyways, she says, you know, you do have hair here and that's a concern. And she was like, your neck is like a little darker and I'm not sure if that's from your eczema or I do think that you need to see an endocrinologist because you might have PCOS. And oh my goodness, when she said that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So PCOS, I'm going to try not to butcher it, but it's polycystic. Hold on. Ovarian syndrome. <laughs> so it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And basically it's occurs it occurs when you develop cysts on your ovaries and it comes like just in, in clumps, like it's a lot. This was not an unfamiliar term to me because I've heard of many women that do suffer from PCOS, but it was a dagger to my heart because Um, Typically, women who do have PCOS have difficulty um, conceiving. They have difficulty getting pregnant. 
And that was just like, you have to be kidding me. That really hurt. Like, that really got to me because I often, like, I always say, like, oh, you know, if I have a kid, I have a kid. If I don't, I don't. It's one thing to have the choice not to have a kid. It's another thing not to be able to have a kid. Those are two completely different things. And for sure in that moment, I said, God, I don't want to cry about this. I didn't know that this was one of those things that I might have to cry about. And here I am asking you to cry about something new. And yes, I could be tired of the situation and what occurred and, you know, just how it made me feel. But I don't want to cry about this. Like, this is something else. Like, this is a different cry. Anyways, it really affected me. It really made me think about my life. It made me think about just everything. Like, gosh, like. I don't know. It was weird because I'm like, right after she told me that I was driving home and, you know, she basically told me she does feel like I need to see an endocrinologist and I don't even know. Like, a part of me is kind of feeling like ignorance is bliss. And I'm like, I don't think that's what it is. Like, there's no way that's that. My mom has hair on her chin. Like, this could just be like hereditary. Like, just kind of not even wanting to to even think about that. I will. I will go see an endocrinologist because as much as ignorance is bliss, it's definitely not the best move for me. (laughs) I know that I will definitely regret it if years from now, me and my husband are trying to have kids and we can't. And it's because I didn't want to take charge of something when I knew, you know, much younger. But it just made me realize that I not was not that I was being overdramatic, but Every season has the its troubles of its own. I've learned in therapy that I often think about my future a lot. Like, I think about it more than I should. Like, I never think about the present. Not never, but barely. I barely think about the present. But my future, it's on rotation. Like, I got that thing planned out. So I thought, but I don't. <laughs> I don't have it planned out. And I think that's what bothers me. And so I've been learning that I need to focus on my today and stop trying to take charge of how tomorrow will go. I just need to stop. I need to stop. But I can't. I don't know how to. I really don't. Like, it's something I discovered that I I always knew I was an overthinker. But then when you have your, like, a, you know, a specialized therapist telling you, you think about your, if you think about the future too much. I was like, okay, I have a problem. And then my cousin told me that. And I was like, why you open my business? <laughs> I'm like, how'd you know that? <laughs> how'd you know that? Did you gather that from our little small conversation right here? Like, she, like, really called me out on it. And I was like, dang, okay. So, I mean, I just think, like, I worry about things that I should not be worrying about. And or I think I worry about them too much. And I feel like, you know, what it is that I've been upset about with, I've been upset with God about really showed me that, that I just, I don't like the idea of not being in control. And I see why so many people decide not to believe in God for that particular reason, because the idea of not being in control of my life and not being in control of things that happen to me. I mean, people can talk about manifestation all day, every day, whatever, do whatever makes you happy, but there's just no way manifestation works all the time. It doesn't. 
It doesn't. It does not work all the time because you if you're not you can manifest all you want, put in not put in the work and it doesn't work out for you. Manifest all you want, put in the work and it still doesn't work out for you. I mean, not even to get into the detail, but I feel like that's exactly what I did in my particular situation and it still didn't work out for me. And so I'm like, why am I sitting here worrying about these things when I just I don't have control over it? I'm sitting here stressing myself out for things I don't have control over when I just need to relax because literally tomorrow has its problems of its own. So that should be all all to say I came up with ways to cope, practical steps that I've been using to cope with my daily struggles. All of these things are not foulproof. I don't feel like I could use them all at the same time. I feel like sometimes depending on the day, like one works better than the other. Um, I would say like the very first one, I came up with eight. No, oh wow, I came up with 10. Okay. So the first one is to journal. Um, I personally don't journal. I don't like the idea of writing. I'm very lazy. <laughs> I'm very lazy. But one thing that I have done in the past, and I think I should start doing now um, again, is I would um, record myself talking. And so when my, during my, um, in 2020, no, was it 2020? No, I'm sorry. 2019, after my breakup, I was still living in Tampa at this time. I would record how I felt. And many of those videos were videos of me crying. Many of those videos were of me. Many of those video videos were of me. Correction. I mean, just going off. I mean, I just be talking to God crazy. I ain't gonna lie. I need to work on that. (laughs) But I just, it's nice. It's nice. It was nice for me to record myself in those moments and look back on it when I felt better and being like, wow, I was such in a hard place that day. Because me writing it is like one thing, but me seeing visually myself cry and hearing the words I had to say was so heartbreaking. There are some videos I I think a majority of them I deleted because I could not see myself in that place of pain anymore. Um, but it was a really nice outlet for me. It was nice to hear myself get emotional. And it's weird and it's funny to me how life works because I feel like I kind of do that now. <laughs> um, the only difference is like you guys get to listen into those thoughts, but and like those words see the light of day somehow, but I I loved it. I loved recording those videos and just seeing the hurt that I experienced. And it's something about seeing your hurt um, and experiencing it as well to know, ooh, I'm never going back to that place. Um, it just, I don't know. It just, it made it more tangible for me. And so I would suggest if you are someone that does like to write, and you're not lazy like me, go ahead and write. Write down your feelings, your thoughts, um, what it is that you go through every day, um, the things that make you happy, the things that make you sad. Um, one thing I did not do in my recordings were point out the things that went well. Um, granted, those weren't my intentions when I started recording. I wanted to just record everything that was hurting me and everything that I just could not understand or just wanted to put words to. The second thing is to go get your favorite snack. For me, that's ice cream, which is very dangerous. Um, I <laughs> really, I found this um, ice cream shop near my house and it's like, it's not a big one. It's like, I forgot what they got. Oh, it's a mom and pop shop. And so, you know, I'm loving it. Um, 
So they have really good nice ice cream. And I saw I just go and just like slurp the little ice cream and just, I don't know, it just makes me feel better. It, it does. It's not the healthiest snack to grab when you're not in a good mood. Um, but it certainly does make me feel better. And I feel like in those moments when I'm not doing good, anything that's going to make me feel good, well, not anything. That specifically in terms of that food item, I'm like, hey, I deserve this right now. Do you want to take it overboard? Absolutely not. Um, but it's definitely something to consider. And that's why I said these are not all things that you should do at once. You know, you might have a day here where you do this, a day here where you do that. But um, you won't be able to do everything at the same time because it's just a lot. The third is to hang out with family. Um, coming back to South Florida has been such a great outlet for me specifically because I get to spend a lot of time with my family like even just recording like the beginning of this um episode with Alicia Ma like it was so amazing um because we was just laughing the whole time and um me kind of telling him like can you put some bass in your voice he was like this is all the bass I got or it was just so funny because he's about to turn 18 and he's still super young and um I don't know. It was just really nice. It was really nice to connect on something that was completely just out of nowhere. And I literally threw it upon him, but he was such a good sport. And so hanging out with family has been amazing. You know, spending time with my grandmother, um, you know, my mom, my brother, like it's just been awesome. It's been awesome. So if you have like that great family structure, if even if you have someone that you consider family, you know, going to spend time with them and kind of escaping your thoughts with that person will be very useful, be very helpful um, in getting through that time. Especially if you can trust them, you can kind of give them a lot of the weight that you're carrying. And no, I know some people say I don't share my business with people because they can't help me. It's not about them helping you. Them being there is help enough. Them listening to you is help enough. Take it. Take it. If they're not charging you for it, take it. Okay. Uh, The fourth thing is to spend time with friends. So shortly after the recording of my last episode, I skipped town. I went back to the city I know and love, Tampa, and I got to spend time with my family that lives up there, but also my amazing friends. I have such a great support system up there. It's insane. I literally slept at a different house. I would feel like every night. It was just so awesome to just be cradled by all of them and to explain, you know, my heart and for them to understand and just just as a just to provide support that I just I didn't know I needed whether it was like the late night beach walks <laughs> or just like the food I mean the movies whatever it was that they did like to just kind of make me feel so special and so invited and just um appreciative it was it was it was awesome it was so amazing so if you have friends that you know you can rely on I say you hang out with them I say you spend time with them um and relying on great friends and having a good support system is so important um specifically because in the story of Job Job does go to his friends and the first thing that they say to Job is what did you do to offend God like what could you what did you do to offend God like why is God so angry with you Um, and he was like, bruh, I didn't need this right now. And so it's really great if you have people that will uplift you and not make you feel even more worse than you, than you like came, you know, like, no, I want to feel better. I want to feel like this was a relief. Like I needed this and not that you were going to pin me to the cross because I don't need that. 
Number five, clean your room or your house or your car. I think I mentioned this the last episode, but cleaning is so therapeutic. Honestly, I've read, I've read or I've heard that the condition of your room explains the condition of your life. And so if you have a ton of clothes on your bed, that's probably how crowded your mind and your life is right now. And so if you just simply remove the clothing, if you simply pick up things off the floor, I mean, vacuum, sweep, mop, um, place the clothes in the um, closet or in the drawers where they belong, you do get a sense of, you get more of a sense of clarity than you had before. Um, And I think that's a true testament. I mean, I feel like when your life is not going the way you wanted, everything else is just kind of going to kind gonna kind of fall in suit. Okay. And um, also go explore. That's number six. I love the idea of going to Barnes and Nobles um, because it's a public place. It's full books. You can get lost in there and just the amount of literature that you can pick up. And even if it's a kid's book, whatever it is, it's nice because it's no, it's not home and it's somewhere new. Um, and it's somewhere a lot of other people are. And so there's a chance that you might get a chance to interact with those people. Um, you could even go watch a solo movie. I love watching solo movies at the theater. I was going to watch one yesterday after my derm appointment because I was like, I need, I need, a, you know, I need some time alone. And like <laughs> the next movie was like two o'clock and I'm like, forget that. I'm going to go. Home. I'm going to go home. But definitely um, number six, go explore, go explore something new. Number seven, get lost in work. I know some people are like some workaholics and so you enjoy what you do. And so maybe focusing on what it is that you're doing might help to escape for a while. It won't be imminent because hopefully you're not working um, like 12 hours a day every single day. Um, But I think within that time to kind of get lost in what it is that you are doing, if you are dealing with patients, if you are dealing with customer, get lost in them. And I mean that in the sense of if you have a patient, inquire about how they're doing, maybe shifting that focus on who it is you're helping and what it is you're doing will kind of take your mind off of what it is that you're experiencing in your life personally and just kind of help you get through the day easier. You'll deal with whatever it is when you get home, but during that time, escape while you can, right? Um, Number eight, I would say take a social media break. That is such a big deal. Um, It's even hard for me, you know, trying to manage like uh, my social media to take a break. But I did take one in the beginning of the month. I took one for three days. And I want to get back to that because I used to do it all the time when I lived in Tampa. But I basically take like a social media day, social media break for three days. And the three days are basically like a reset for my month. I spend those three days that I, I, I call it a break, but I would have to say for those three days in the beginning of the month, I was, I would call it a fast because it is with intention. And I am praying throughout those three days for a good month. I am praying for an amazing month. I'm praying for better and great things. Number nine, I would say to go on a drive. I don't like to drive, so I probably don't, I don't do that, but I know a lot of friends that do enjoy that. And number 10, go sit at the beach at night. It is so relaxing to hear the waves crash, crash against, I can't speak today, crash against the shore. I mean, how much more relaxing can it get? 
And that was all of my how to cope strategies, like practical steps that you can take to cope with like life's difficult moments. And, you know, you might have something that you do that works for you. I'm just sharing, you know, things that have worked for me. And I I feel like the older I get, the more strategies I'll come up with. Because like I said in the beginning, every season has its own struggle. And I'm trying to keep that in mind. Um, But I don't, I do have to say like, if you do go through a hard time, do not hold back your anger from God because he already knows your heart and just allow yourself to grieve, allow yourself to be upset. Um, Don't act out on those emotions. That's where the sin occurs, but definitely allow yourself to go through those emotions. Although I have been very avoidant as of late, I am trying to deal with what it is that angers me. I'm trying to deal with it. So I can move forward. So I can move past it. I can't move past it if I don't address it. If I don't address it. I don't know why I can't speak today, guys. Why are all of my words like mumble jumbled? You can't move past it if you don't address it. How about that? I'm going to go ahead and pray. Gracious Father, we just want to tell you thank you for today. Thank you for all that you do and all that you continue to do. Thank you for our Job moments. We need those. Um, but even more so than that, we need those responses that you give us. Um, it's the anecdotal anecdotal there it goes responses it's the ones that come in the middle of a conversation with a random stranger it's the ones that we get when we're sleeping it's the one that we get when we're just looking at a billboard and it has a quote or something it's just the most random ones that you give us that kind of just give us you know some clarity on what it is that we're going through and how to get through it um and just even if it's you know something as much as a as a health scare for myself that just makes me realize that I need to slow down. I need to relax, put a pause and say, you know what? It's going to be fine. Tomorrow has struggles of its own. If I can just get through today, that is all that matters. And so I pray that for also everyone that's listening. If we could just get through today, help us to get through today because today is hard within itself. Carry us. Lord God, not into the, not only into the remainder of this year, but into the years to come. Please protect us, guide us, protect our family members, um, those we love and care for so much. Give us peace in the midst of our storms and help us to trust in you even when we don't want to. We love and trust in you, not because we deserve anything, but because you're a great God. In Jesus' my name, I pray. Amen. You guys know it does not rain always, but it's raining today. Please go stand in the rain. 